From the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Live for May 27th, 2022. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Three locations in Arizona, seven in Colorado, four in Missouri. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next day at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios. Presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. Anyway, that you may be listening to us live tonight. Uh, we are a few hours early, as you probably have noticed. The show will be up again at 7.30, our normal time, as Scott Strandy joining you today from beautiful uh, Loveland, Colorado. I lied. It's not beautiful today. It is raining as I wait outside the Loveland Budweiser Event Center for uh, Game 4 of the AHL Pacific Division Finals between the Colorado Eagles and the Stockton Heat. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein from beautiful Long Island, New York, where I know it's beautiful and gorgeous out there. Paul, how are you? It actually was today. It really was a nice day today. If I try that every time we're on the air, uh, eventually I'm going to get one right. Well, listen, you know, blind squirrels. <laughs> that would be me. That you would know, be me. Yeah, no, <laughs> not quite. But outside, really? Are you really outside the building? Did not open yet? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't get in in time. It was pouring rain, and by the time I would have got in and got set up, uh, we'd have been still trying to do it. So, uh, <laughs> hopefully, we okay. stay connected. I do have. Uh, full signal from the uh, the Budweiser Event Center Wi-Fi, so hopefully we'll be able to carry on and uh, talk a little college hockey tonight. Um, a couple okay. of things I wanted to talk about tonight, Paul, and um, I, I said it to you earlier, is uh, you know, we're in that, that lull season, but I guess you call it that, where there's no games being played, at least at the NCAA level, but there's a lot of stuff going on. Teams are naming their, their – uh, freshman class, as we saw come from Arizona State. Guys are still moving around in the portal, it appears. 
And, uh, you know, off-season workouts are about to really start picking up here in about a month. So uh, we'll dig into that. But but also, there's some players that are making impacts or have made impacts um, with AHL franchises that I want to talk about as well. So um, all kinds of stuff to dig into. What, what, what do you want to start with? You, you pick today. What do I want to start with? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't know. We we can go we can go light early, or we can go heavy early. <laughs> Let's go light um, early. Let's go light right. early, and we'll work our way up. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Um, if you look at the Eagles roster, and I have not had a chance to look at the Stockton roster, but um, you know, about half that roster is college players. Yes. You know, that's an even higher percentage than the NHL has with college players, which is about a third. Right. So, you know, you're sitting there and right, right there to begin with, you are talking about a a team that's obviously going to make a heavy, heavy, uh, get a heavy contribution from those college players. And the, the thing about the college players to be honest, is they actually probably have more of a chance to make an impact to start with at the AHL level. Um, You know, the top of the top, you know, uh, the guys that, you know, the first-round picks have a chance to, to, to go... I mean, they're first-round picks for a reason. I am not going to sit here and 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 be like, um, you know, there's there's no reason for it. Um, even uh, Brendan Brisson had a quick, had an impact for a few games with the Golden Knights uh, when he first got done playing in the, you know, at the Frozen Four. And had a, yep. a, a much bigger impact on the Silver Knights. And I didn't beat Colorado because Colorado's a really good team. And I'm not saying that Henderson's not. It's just Colorado's a better team. Well, I think, Paul, just to that point right off the get-go is, I think um, when you look at the two teams, Colorado and Henderson, they kind of mirrored their parent NHL teams, which I think happens a lot. Because if you think about the guys that are going up and down between the two clubs, um, and I'll give you an indication here tonight on what's going to happen, but um, what's it, what happens is if your NHL team is is struggling with injuries, they draw from the AHL team. So if they right. take your best players from the AHL team, guess what happens to your AHL roster and, and team as well? They get a little weaker, which means they probably lose some games and lose their consistency. So – so I think that's what happened to Henderson and, and um, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights this year. Where on the other hand, the Hender- or the uh, Colorado Eagles and the Colorado Avalanche were, were relatively healthy all year. And, right. and that, that meant that the, the two lineups stayed intact as the players walked past me on their way into the building right now. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, they're looking good, by the way. They're all dressed up in their suits and they're, uh, they're ready oh, I'm for sure. Us. Uh, uh, anyway, um, are they, so are they bowing the, to you as they walk in? Like they yeah, should, you know, of, royalty. 
I had to kick a couple off the red carpet because they tried to walk on it. So no, that, I that, totally understand that. That's not allowed. Totally you got got to stay off my red carpet. Uh, absolutely. Um, Don't I know? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, and, and here's an example that I was going to tell you about tonight. Um, I believe there's two players that are coming from the Calgary Flames to join the uh, Stockton Heat that uh, the two players have not played for the Flames for an, over a month, but right. they were with them in case they were needed with the big club right. during the playoffs. But since their playoffs are over, guess what? They're now joining here. So it, it, your first thought is, oh, boy, what kind of impact is that going to make for the Eagles tonight? But then the second part of that is you kind of stop for a moment and you go, okay, two new guys coming in, which means if they're going to play, they're going to have to remove two guys from the lineup. They've been pretty successful to this point. Um, how does that affect the lineup? Do these guys well, fit right in right away, or uh, are they going to cause some some problems, for lack of a better word? Well, let's put let's let's put it this way. Well, yeah, they've been skating. I'm sure they were skating. Oh yeah, they were practicing uh, with, every day. You know, practicing, but that's not game speed. No, no, it is and, not. And and you haven't played in a month, month and a half, and Yes, these guys are were good enough to to be on that, for lack of a better term, as you say, a taxi squad for the the Flames as they you know tried to get through the playoffs. That's not the same as playing. No, no, it definitely now, is not. It's if both of those guys play tonight, I'd be more inclined to say they probably would have a bigger impact in a game five than they would tonight in terms of positive impacts. You know, your timing has to be a little bit off. Your skating has to be a little bit off. Uh, You're playing in, in, in the altitude. So your game conditioning is also off. So, yeah, I I hear you. I mean, that was my thought as well. And, and to be honest with you, I, I, my gut tells me tonight that this is going to be another Eagles win because I think um, they were a little tight. The Eagles were going into last game because they hadn't scored uh, against uh, Dustin Wolf in the first two games in Stockton. Once they broke that that mystical barrier, if you will, and, and beat him, they, they seemed to be a lot looser and freer and playing their style of game. Um, what I saw this morning in, in just some short video clips that were sent to me from Morning Skate, they look very fresh. They look very ready to go. And uh, I did not see Stockton's, but I have a feeling that with every Colorado Eagle win, uh, that tightens the, the uh, reins a little bit on the heat and makes life a little tougher for them. Well, of course, because now y- you... If they get, if you get to a game five, you've now given away. You, you now no longer have home ice advantage, right? Yeah. Even if you, even if you, even if you lose tonight, I mean, even if you, you know, with tonight's game, uh, even though they're up two games to one, they haven't quote lost the home ice advantage. Right. Yep. Totally agree. Okay. But uh, if you get to game five, since that's the decision your organization made. 
Yeah, and yeah. by the way, this is interesting, Paul. Uh, and I don't know if I've told you this or not yet, but um, I was told that the reason that they chose that was because they had some scheduling conflicts with graduations in Stockton at the okay. arena. Um, right. So I don't know if they would have chosen that had that been all things been equal and they could have done what they wanted. Um, man, some of the guys coming in with these stylish hats, they look really good. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> a squirrel saw something. <laughs> yeah, well. But anyway, these, these guys sure are it. awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so so who knows what they would have chose if they had an option, um, which apparently they did not have. Um, the other thing is uh, Stockton, of course, uh, made the announcement Monday that they will be uh, departing Stockton will be moving to Calgary to be closer to the parent club. So uh, right. that, of course, could have been a distraction, but they, they win two games at home. And now they do have a distraction. It's called the, uh, the fans at the Budweiser Event Center. So uh, oh. it, will be, uh, it will be a fun night. Um, I'm looking forward to it. A couple things I want to throw out. First of all, the text line, 303-943-3772. You've got any questions for Paul and I that we can answer tonight as we uh, prepare for an AHL game and talk some NCAA hockey as we always do on College Hockey West Live. Um, that is available, 303-943-3772. Uh, and also, um, I wanted to mention one guy that stood out to me, and uh, I told you this today before the, before the show, Wyatt Ahmet played defense for the Minnesota State Mavericks, made it all the way to the Frozen Four Championship game and were, um, his team was defeated by the, of course, Denver Pioneers. Right. But Wyatt then trans transferred everything that he had, all of his energy, and, and came on to the Colorado Eagles. And um, when he came in, they gave him uh, the first three, four games uh, of the end of the regular season and a chance to, uh, to see what he had. And lo and behold, he's gotten a top six spot on defense, plays with Keaton Middleton, and um, they, they play on the penalty kill. They play regular shifts. He has been just absolutely phenomenal. So when you talk about college hockey players making an impact, let's start right there with Wyatt Almond. I know you saw some Minnesota State games um, via the computer and the streaming this year. Right. Um, were you surprised that Wyatt could make that jump so easily? I'm always a bit surprised when it's that smooth. This is not knocking any of the players that 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 do this. This it's just I, I just always am because most of the time it takes an adjustment period to 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 get up to speed, so to speak. I, I think one of the things that helped Amit is that he was more of a defensive style defenseman, and not really um, projected as 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 a puck carrying guy. Oh, listen, they all have to be able to skate. They all have to be able to handle the puck, but. You get what I'm saying, where his focus is not necessarily the offensive end of the ice. Right. Yeah. Okay. He he played a lot of big pressure games at Minnesota State. 
okay, especially postseason games. And those help make the adjustment to professional hockey. Okay. Um, he was a block shot, sort of stay home, sort of uh, take care of your O and, and defenseman, even in college. And those guys don't get enough credit for the success of their teams. Okay? Everybody likes to look at the stars. Everybody likes to look at the offensive players. Everybody likes to look at the guys that are flashy. And, you know, I always go back because it's what I do. All right. Um, and, I mean, you really don't get much more pressurized than the Olympics. But, you know, what people don't understand is is Kenny Morrow having a very smooth transition from Bowling Green to the Olympics to the NHL allowed for the Islanders to trade for Butch Gorey. Allowed them to be comfortable enough with trading a solid veteran defenseman like Dave Lewis to the Kings and other pieces as well to get Butch Goring back in a trade. And they didn't ease Morrow in either. They put him right in there with Dennis Potvin. So he was right away playing first pair of minutes. And this yeah, is obviously not on this is not obviously on that scale, but it is a way for a, a descriptive way for people to understand why it's a little easier for a guy who plays that kind of game to make that transition. Because a coach is going to tell you, just do what you did in college. Right. Well, and, and the other thing I think in, in Wyatt's case, from what I've seen. And I've had a chance to talk to his uh, defensive partner, Keaton Middleton, a couple of times. And I asked Keaton, I said, what's it been like? And he said, well, first of all, Wyatt's got a good hockey sense and he's got good skills. So that part was easy. As far as him adjusting to the professional game, the American Hockey League game, Keaton is very, very vocal. Um, He's always, I mean, between every faceoff, every uh, stoppage of play, he's talking. Um, let them know where to be, how to be, but boy, they, they've been so solid. And uh, I just think that, that that's a real credit to Wyatt. And not only that, but to uh, the coaching staff at Minnesota state for being able to produce that. Now um, another couple of Notre Dame guys that made the transition a few years earlier, but uh, Jordan gross this year's NHL defenseman of the year and uh, Callahan Burke um, both at making the impact with the Eagles this year as well. Um, I, I was told uh, by Kevin McGlue, the, the uh, media rep, uh, if you will, for lack of a better term, he's got a thousand other titles as well uh, with the Eagles. But he also told me that uh, Jordan Gross has 10 assists uh, so far, and he picked up four the other night, one of them on the sensational pass, and he made out the boards to uh, spring John Lou Foodie for the goal. So, um, Jordan Gross, who spent some time uh, with the Tucson Roadrunners the first couple of years and, uh, and then transitioned and, 
and signed as a free agent by the Eagles has been a huge impact. Um, and of course, then you talk about a bulldog, Hunter Miska is the uh, current backup goaltender here uh, for the Eagles. And we all know what Hunter did during his time in college. So a lot of these guys making the impact. And to me, Paul, it, it's just not surprising. Uh, you know, I keep bringing this story up about last year from April to May when I made that tour and, and uh, saw the different levels of, of play. Uh, I was I came away with it saying, you know, these guys are much closer than people give them credit for. And I'm talking about players, the top players from age 16 to 22. Um, they are very, very close. Well, and you know that it 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 sounds it's it sounds weird but we know that the difference in the players that become career minor leaguers and 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 guys that go back and forth uh to the NHL and back to the AHL and and the guys that stay in the NHL there's not that much of a difference either it's so infinitesimal yet so large that there's you know, there's no way to predict how things are going to play out, right? I mean, how, you know, it's not un, it's not every day, but it's also not unusual for uh, a guy at 26 or 27 to get a shot at the NHL and they play bottom six minutes for seven or eight years. Yeah, that's a good point because I was going to say that same thing. Is I think it's about making your opportunity, um, making the most of your opportunity, I should say, because some of the guys that that get that opportunity, it just takes them one time, and that's it, and they're uh, they're locked in, and they don't give their spot back up again. Right. And other times, guys will go up and down. And uh, I use a guy like Sample Ranta. He was given every opportunity this year by the Colorado Avalanche to uh, make that roster. They were looking for a bottom six forward. And um, Sampo told me earlier this year that uh, he felt that one of the things he needed to do was get better in the defensive end if he was going to make that transition to the NHL like everybody wants to do. And uh, he came back down here and now has been playing uh, with the Eagles, trying to refine that part of his game. He has the offensive skills, but as you know, it's a two-way game in the NHL, especially for top NHL teams. And um, you know, the Avalanche used it uh, in game, what, six this last uh, Friday night when uh, they got goals from Darren Helm and JT Comfer. <laughs> I mean, well, uh, and it's, that, listen, I mean, that's how you win playoff series. You get those goals from unexpected sources. Right. Because those are the guys that are going up against the third pair defensemen and not those top pair defensemen that are playing 30 minutes plus in a playoff game. Okay. But we all know that the game in the playoffs is different than the regular season. And we also know, especially if you're one of those teams that's more or less a lock for the playoffs by December or whatever, you know, as things start to shake out, when you bring in those guys to to cover for injuries, you you need to see those kind of things. Don't don't tell me and 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 you know just using your Ranta story. Are you going to tell me that uh, 
the coaching staff up in, in, in Denver when they're evaluating Ranta in those situations are like, okay, that's good for now, but what is he going to bring? Is he going to be able to make the adjustment that we need him to make so we can win a Stanley Cup? Yeah, that, and, and that's 100% it, true. There's, there's, no, there's no break-in time, so to speak, when you're on one of the better teams because if you don't cut it right away, you know, that one game, that extra that they would leave you in might cost them home ice advantage. And, yeah. And, and, and I don't care. Coaches can say a game is a game is a game. We know they're lying. If if you're telling me that that coaches don't start thinking about that at a certain point, they might not be thinking about it in October. They might not be thinking about it before Thanksgiving. But once Thanksgiving hits, once the 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 the, the holidays hit, the end of December, if you don't think that those top teams are looking at that, then you're out of your mind. Maybe the coach is not focusing on it specifically, but somebody there is. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And it is Uh, 100% part of the evaluation process. And and let me tell you a couple of names of guys that, that made it stick. I mean, uh, Alex Newkirk, the, uh, has made it stick with the uh, avalanche and uh, the former Denver pioneer, Logan O'Connor has made it stick with the avalanche. So, um, yeah, a lot of things, um, go into play as far as making it, but again, it's making the most out of the opportunities. If you get that chance, you never know if you're going to get a second or a third or a fourth. So you've nope. got to go do what you can do to, to solidify your spot. If you want to become an NHLer. and that's part of the beauty of this game of hockey, um, as the uh, Stockton heat in their bus just pulled in, uh, right. <laughs> So, yeah, this is, this is kind of fun. We're sitting here uh, live doing the show just outside the Budweiser Event Center. And uh, the rain has stopped now. The clouds are still here, but that's the rain good. has stopped. So that's good news. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Okay, so just a couple more things to wrap this part of it up. Then we're going to jump into talking about uh, some of the other things going on off the ice in uh, the world of college hockey. But um, the other thing that I'm noticing with these guys, Paul, is that uh, – the regimen from ACHA D1 to NCAA D1 to AHL to NHL, there, there's it's like a little mini program, right? I mean, I, I tell you that all the time. The ACHA D1 programs are successful, and one of them, Lindenwood, making the jump to NCAA this year, um, they they dress, they act, they practice a lot like it would be in the AHL. Obviously, there's a different number of games, but but they structure themselves, and that's the success that you didn't see, or at least I didn't see 10 years ago. Uh, it's all changed, and, and you see the NCAA teams, and I commented about how UNLV went to the Chicago Classic, and when they went there, they went a day early so the guys could get accustomed to the time change and to get accustomed to the ice. And uh, Coach Greener told me that, a lot of it had to do with they just wanted the guys to feel comfortable in their surroundings, in their hotel, in the restaurants, 
wherever wherever they were for a day. And uh, that was a big part of why they won that tournament. And it's the same thing at NCAA level. I saw it at the, at the Frozen Four. I saw it at the regionals. Um, coaches bring them in, and, and, and they come in with a professional attitude. So uh, I just think that gap has closed a lot over the last few years. Well, there's no question that it has. Okay. Um, obviously, the, a really, really good ACHA team would give really good Division Three teams a battle. Maybe not the top, top Division Three teams. You know, maybe the top five or top ten of the Division Three teams. But the rest of them probably would be. Um, you know, uh, when you start to get to the point where you're talking about college guys and 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 the pros and um you know that has always kind of been about depth you know where there are no nights off uh, you 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 can't take a shift off at the pro level because you will get burnt i don't I, whether it's the east coast league <clears throat> excuse me the ECHL um, nice catch. Nice catch yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the AHL, and obviously not the NHL. Um, you know, the top level teams at, at the NCAA level, um, even with teams that have a lot of NHL draft picks and top players, you know, when you're playing the lower, le- the quote unquote lower level teams. The, the, the issue is not usually the top six, right? Or the, even the top three right. in the back end. It's those other guys. Because you can't keep those top guys on your team on the ice all the time. That is correct. And that's where the upper level teams at the college level, the difference between them and, and I hate to use the word also rants because it's not fair, but you get the point. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, one final thing to touch on. Uh, I'm sure there's hundreds more players that we could touch on uh, that have made an impact, but what a year Joey Decord had. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, just put yourself in Joey Decord, and of course, if you're not familiar with Joey Decord, I don't know where you've been, but former uh, ASU goaltender, uh, part of the uh, Ottawa uh, um, franchise for uh, a, a year or two. And then oh. went to the Seattle Kraken in the nice expansion catch. draft. And, well, I wasn't done yet. And yeah, yeah. Uh, as part of the Seattle Kraken, he played with the Florida team in, in um, Carolina, of all places, to, uh, to play his AHL career. And just had a stellar season. They were just ousted by uh, Springfield in the AHL um, divisional playoffs. So uh, Joey's uh, career for the year came over and and the the intriguing part about this is where does joey end up next year paul has he earned his spot uh with the kraken or will he be with the new coachella valley firebirds in uh indio california i'm gonna guess he starts in california um 
you know, I, I, I he did have a very good year in the AHL. Um, and the question would be, does Seattle see him uh, benefiting from being the backup? Because that's what he would probably be if he made the NHL squad. Or getting all those games in Palm Springs. Yeah, good point. Um, I'm going to split hairs with you because I think he starts in Seattle. Because they're all going to start in Seattle. That building won't be ready until November. Oh, so they're, they're, seriously, they're all going to start. <laughs> they're all going to start in Seattle this year, and the Kraken franchise, the Coachella Valley Firebirds, <sighs> will play a few games uh, in Seattle to give uh, their fans a taste of it. Okay, um, that's my uh, great joke of the day. <laughs> anyway, These are jokes to we're me. Gonna, <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back, and we're going to dig into. Uh, what happened? The Arizona State Sunday was made an announcement again. They just keep making them. So uh, we'll get into that in about three yeah. minutes. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at behindthemask.com. Summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. 
You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Question? Comment? Let us hear from you on our text message line at 303-943-3772. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, this is our staple. It's our College Hockey West Live, our Sunday night show where we normally are breaking down hockey games, but of course, the summertime, there are no hockey games to break down, at least not in the NCAA level. So Scott Serrini right. with you tonight from uh, beautiful uh, Loveland, Colorado, just outside the Budweiser Event Center. I'll be going inside here in about, oh, 25 minutes or so. And uh, my co-host, as always, from 10 feet below sea level on Long Island, New York, and that beautiful palatial estate. Uh, he's probably been roaming around most of the day trying to find the place that he wants to do the podcast from. But Paul Hornstein is with me as always. Uh, I thought about doing it outside in the back, but did you? Uh, did you? Yeah, I thought about it. Yeah, but um, gardeners are probably working though, and that would have distracted you. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, okay. they'll they'll do that when you send them. Oh, okay. <laughs> let let me give you a landlord a call. They <laughs> will do that because it'd be nice, you know. <laughs> For those that don't know, Paul's landlord, Paul's landlord is Bill Foley, or the mortgage holder. But anyway, yeah. that's a whole other story. Anyway, <laughs> the Black Knights—they're everywhere. Uh, they are. Okay. They are. All right. So uh, this week, uh, Coach Greg Powers made an announcement. He's been doing a fantastic job. You talk about relevancy, Paul. Boy, oh boy, have the Sun Devils been relevant this off season? And for good reason. They got a brand new building they're opening up with a yeah. fantastic schedule, 24 home games. Almost every major holiday, they're going to be uh, playing at home in Tempe. Um, but they made another announcement today, and that was well, what? Well, not today. Or not today. Th- this week. And that early, was yeah. what? Well, they actually announced the officially their, their incoming freshman class. And uh, honestly, So no I, more I, guessing I, for you. No more guessing well, for you. Well, no, no, no more guessing. Um, and I'm trying to, there were, I think we were expecting six guys and they're bringing in eight. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess you got a new building that has more lockers. So you got space for more guys, right? Yeah. Um, why not? Right. Yeah. And I don't think that's the case, but whatever. Uh, you well, can only have so many on your roster. So. Well, you can have so many dressed anyway. You can have, I, I, I is there a roster? You only got so many. Yeah, you only got so many scholarships. That's that can, that's uh, a different story, right? That's yeah, but that, there's roster limits on the guys that you can have on the team too. So, anyway, well, that, that's that's semantics. But anyway, <laughs> well, is it? I it, I mean, I just um, well, there's got to be some regulations. You can't just run run wild. No, bring uh, as many as you want. You got to no. put your roster together. I believe the number is twenty seven or twenty eight. Right. Uh, that you can have officially on your roster. Okay. Um, well, see, here's the, I, I the, the thing. Um, if you're bringing in the eight guys that you're bringing in, mm-hmm. and one of the guys I, I really hadn't had thought that he was not – I mean, he had always piqued my curiosity in terms of his background mm-hmm. uh, in uh, Ryan Alexander. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I did not 
when I saw that as he was part of the announcement, I was like, whoa, I thought that ship had sailed. No. So, uh, his ship has not. moved around, as, uh, as Connor lot. Wilson can tell us. Uh, he did spend the last couple of years playing in the uh, uh, NAHL, a little bit closer to home. Um, well, he played New with Fargo. Mexico played or Texas. Youngstown. Yeah, but I think he ended up in uh, like Texas or Well, no, you're, thinking, you're, you're thinking of Ryan there. Robinson. You're thinking of oh, Ryan Robinson. Oh, yeah, I'm Robinson thinking of Robinson. Played, yeah, Robinson. Uh, yeah, who I'm played with Wichita. How, how can Texas. I get that confused? There's only 14,000 Ryans on this roster. Yeah, well, you know, and uh, Ryan Alexander's from Toronto. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. You got, um, you're right. I was thinking, uh, Robin. no, no, I get it. It's happened. Listen, like you said, um, Denver has the market quartered on Carters, mm-hmm. and ASU yes, clearly got the has, the, has Ryan. So, <laughs> um, uh, I, I wonder if this becomes the first year where guys redshirt. I mean, it wouldn't be the first year. Uh, it'd be, uh, it'd be one that they, they redshirted some guys in the past. They have, but I don't know if those one, were one very famous one by the name of Lemieux. Yeah, well, that's famous. I mean, listen. I mean, listen. We're, we we loved He's Austin. Famous redshirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but usually, it's only been one guy. Um you know, at least a guy that was expected to get regular minutes. Right. So I wonder if that happens now where you maybe get two or three of these guys that red shirt, if everybody stays healthy. Yeah. Well, I mean, now, now that's a risk nowadays with the transfer portal, that becomes a risk. Oh, it becomes a huge risk. (laughs) Unless, you know, that is something that is discussed before they decide to show up on campus and they understand it. Right. Well, hopefully, so. hopefully they will, hopefully they've been well explained on that, but um, just a quick rundown of, of the guys coming in, obviously uh, Gibson Homer, the, the highly touted um, USNDTP uh, goaltender coming in. Cade Stibby, who's been uh, wanting to become a Sun Devil for the last 14 and a half years. <laughs> yeah, don't don't not my, my that's, don't worry, Jay. I, I, I won't let Kate. him knock your boy. I won't let him knock. I your love kid. Kate. Don't worry, Jay. I love Kate. That that's dedication, man. He's wanted to be there forever. Uh, if you see him in this picture, the Sun Devils put out that C is is emblazoned across his chest, which just tells you how much of a leader he is. We know how Coach Powers and every coach actually likes to go get letter guys to bring to their team. Uh, coach Powers, when he was on, talked a lot about Teddy Lagerback. Lagerback. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be a good one. Yeah, the aforementioned Ryan Alexander um, and Ryan Robinson, two of the Ryan crew that will be coming in. Well, this, um, this is this is just so people understand it. And and obviously, as players get older, they change a little bit, and the levels change, and all this other stuff. But you know, Alexander uh, was um, at certain levels on various national teams. Now, yes. Now, when, when you're on a, and now listen, does that mean you're on the, the, the team that's going to play in the world juniors? No, but if you're on a national team in Canada at any level, at least any level near when you're going to hit college, that's probably a, a good sign. Now, you know, obviously we don't see these guys every day, 
We don't see them individually, so to speak, but um, it definitely catches your attention. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, the two names on here, Paul, that, that I don't honestly know a whole lot about, Blake Dangos and Charlie right. Shane. Um, right. Not sure. I, I shown Shane. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. I'm going to go with Shane. Shane until somebody tells, somebody tells me differently. Right. But uh, do you know anything about those two and um, what they might bring to the table? Well, listen, you're, you're, uh, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, just basically basic information. And it seems like uh, that that Dangos is your basic uh, stay-at-home defenseman type. Okay. Uh, physical. Can I always player. use that, can't they? <laughs> they certainly can't hurt. That is for darn sure. Uh, physical player. Uh, a buck two in penalty minutes in sixty games. Uh, I don't know how that breaks down. You know, we're, we're, we forget that sometimes in junior hockey, they do occasionally drop the gloves. You know, and if you're the guy on the team that's in charge of dropping the gloves, you're going to get more penalty minutes, right? I mean. That sounds that way. And it certainly sounds that way with Tucker Ness. who yes. Who definitely, once again, physical type defenseman. Um and has some definite size advantage at 6'2", 216. I mean, you figure that Leanne Blinn's going to put 15 pounds on him somewhere. <laughs> uh, what a great segue that is, too, because I'm working on that. I told you today, uh, July, I hope we're going to get all the strength and conditioning coaches for each one of our seven teams and, uh, and anyway. bring them on and, and, and talk about it. That's my goal. That's my goal. Let's put it that way. Um, and uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I just think that's going to be fantastic to talk to them and find out, that, as I told you, not only what it's like to, to work with these guys, but, you know, the thing that, that intrigued me about this was they all must have similar yet different plans because you must take the national championship team at Denver and maybe do something a little bit different than you do with, say, a first-year team like Lindenwood um, or a team like Alaska Anchor just going to have a bunch of new faces because they haven't played in two and a half years or whatever it's been. Right. Um, and then, of course, you got a team like ASU that's uh, just reloading, uh, for lack of a better term. And Chris May had his second year at Colorado College. And then I think you told me the, the best one yet, though, is you said you can't wait to hear from the strength and conditioning coach at Air Force. Because uh, he's yeah, probably I mean, got a completely different style. Uh, has to have a completely different style. Has to have a completely uh, the to to kind of because you want these guys. I mean, part of their daily routine. Forget the weight room. Forget the weight room. Part of their daily routine is the the physical uh, standard, and it might not be the right word, but the physical, the outright physical part of their day as they combine their military training with the classroom. Oh, Lord. 
So yeah, when you're just, the strength just the first 40 days as a cadet, Paul, just those first 40 days as a cadet uh, are different than anywhere else you'll be uh, in except uh, NCAA Army. college, uh, except Army. Yeah, those two have um, their own. And so you're sitting there, and it's kind of contrarian because they have to. You know, they, they also have to meet size requirements. Now, maybe that's just the Navy. I don't know. Yeah, but, I don't know that either. That's a good question, but that's uh, something we can ask them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, at least height requirements anyway. I mean, you know, David Robinson grew up like eight inches when he was in the Naval Academy um, and kind of outgrew is, his job, say, so to speak. See- is that considered is that considered grandfathered in when you grow eight inches while you're at the academy? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, it was because. Or got is it called for a reassignment? <laughs> well, yeah, I kind of think it. Your did. reassignment I mean, is the NBA. <laughs> yeah, well, what are they going to do? Say no, we're going to stick in the submarine anyway. Yeah, good luck with that, right? <laughs> you know. So anyway, uh, that's what's happening at Arizona State. They're bringing some new players. As I said, uh, the uh, the uh, Alaska Anchorage Seawolves have uh, completely reloaded, as you would expect. We saw some guys, uh, some names going into the Lindenwood roster. Uh, we know what Fairbanks is doing. They're, uh, they're just strengthening that roster. Um Chris Mayotte been kind of quiet at Colorado College, but I think he's happy with who he's got. Um, and uh, Frank Serratore is always Frank Serratore, right? He'll he'll tell you about all of his freshmen and how much oh, work sure. they got to do to catch up to the older guys. And and he's thrilled this year already that he's got some older guys because last year he didn't have many. Only <laughs> so, one. Yeah, <laughs> and that one graduated. And by the way, is uh, on his way to work in the Space Force. In uh, Southern California. Nice. <laughs> nice. Of course, we're talking about Alex Schilling, the goaltender from, from Air Force. But, okay, um, so what else is going on in the offseason? I know there's been other things going on. Uh, the guys at Augustana hired an assistant coach. Right. Um, I have to look, Do I have to look that up now? Hold on. Um, got him from Colgate. Uh, Andy Buschetto. And the big thing about that is they are making noise a year before they even come into the league. Well, uh, they yeah, already I mean, made noise, hired their head coach. They, they joined the CCAJ. Uh, they made an announcement this week that you can buy Augustana hockey gear at yep. Shield Sporting Goods in uh, a yeah. variety of places in the upper Midwest. That's a sporting goods store? Yeah, Shield is a sporting goods store. Is There's one here there? about four, four miles from me. <laughs> oh, see, I, I thought it was a grocery store. No, there's one here in Loveland too at Shields. Um, okay. Yeah, so so everybody making some moves to see what they can do to uh, to get ready uh, for the upcoming season. Schedules are leaking out. Some have put them out. ASU, I believe, the first in the country to put their schedule out. As we uh, aforementioned, the uh, a good reason for that: the new building, 24 home games, all that good stuff. Um, anything else that you saw, Paul, recently? Schedule-wise or roster-wise, that you said, "Hey, I got to take notice of this." Uh, well, we 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 talk about this all the time. We talk about growing college hockey, and 
I sat there and I try to read as much as I possibly can. Okay. Uh, and there was a, a, a story that somebody wrote on, on, uh, one of the websites that talked about, uh, what kind of situation a certain league is in as, as okay, you are being so damn vague right now. I mean, go ahead and say it. What league, who, what? I, I mean, we don't beat around the bush around here. Who is it? Right, well, what they say? Was, what, what's happening? There's <laughs> a story about Atlantic hockey and possible expansion. Isn't and, there always a story about Atlantic hockey and possible expansion yeah. until they have 24 teams? They'll be talking um, about expansion. Right, right. And I'm sitting here and 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 I read the story and it talks about how the coaches or some of the coaches don't want or are not for when they make the jump, Utica joining Atlantic hockey. I'm not gonna get into Stonehill, we're not gonna get why into LIU. We're not going to get into those. Why are they not um, for that? Apparently, apparently, and this was in the comments by this gentleman who wrote the story. Um, they're afraid that Utica would be too competitive too soon. Are you kidding? <laughs> hey, schools, ads. I, I'm not. A, I'm not for firing people. But if you're hiring a coach that doesn't want competition. What are you doing? You're in the wrong. You're in the wrong business. Yeah, this you is are sports. In the wrong business. Yes. That that's what this is. Paul, was there not another side of the coin where people were worried about bringing in teams that might lower their pairwise? You don't know. No, like I said, I, we'll get to that in a second. Well, that's fine. I don't. I, but that's not the part. But are they not two polar opposites? One team is too weak for you, and the other one is too good for you? Well, yes, but I wanted to get to one point at a time. Okay. <laughs> because one, as much as I think it's a that, – that I don't agree with that, and it could lead to the conference eventually splitting up however they end up doing it, okay? Or maybe other teams leave – to join other conferences, I don't know. You know, on a, to a certain extent, if you're worried about LIU and Stonehill bringing your hairwise numbers down, from a reason or a logic standpoint, I can kind of understand that. I don't agree with it. Now, if you want to sit there and say, you know, we wanted to wait a few years to give these guys a chance to get on their feet, I kind of understand that. Like I said, I don't necessarily agree with it because long-term, we all know that teams have to be in a conference. Now, I'm not even going to say long-term, Paul. I'm going to say mid-term because uh, well, you, whatever. you can't I, wait. Wh- whatever. We, we I mean, this. You can't wait. You right. Can't whatever. Wait well, that's that's fine. That's, I, I get that. I, I totally understand that. And, and I'm not arguing with that. That's not really uh, what my point here is. 
Yeah, I know what your point is. <laughs> but are you kidding me? Coaches <laughs> that, and this is, and I'll just read it directly. All the coaches I talk to, which means um, maybe not all 11, could have been three coaches, could have been five, could have been nine. Let's point that out. There's no numbers given. Were against them. Were against them because they would be too competitive, relatively. Are you kidding? Are you well, absolutely out of your mind? Let me tell you the, the problem that Atlanta hockey is. Oh, no, no, no. Stop, stop, too... stop, stop. Stop, stop, stop. This is, this is, I, I don't want to, because I guarantee you I know two coaches that it wasn't. Yeah, I do too. Okay. So, like I said, the coaches that I talk to, like I said, could have been three, could have been five. Right. Okay. So I don't want to, I don't, I'm not, I want to make sure that it's understood that I am not throwing a generalization about the whole group here. Your your point is well taken. Everybody understands. Why are you a coach? Why are you in the sports business? Yeah, and and I'm not saying that these were the (laughs) that these these were the coaches, but remember uh, there there were teams in this league that were non scholarship schools. That's changed. Yes, yes. But now whether those schools were one of those coaches, I don't know. Uh, and we don't have much time to get into it, but here's the, here's the problem with Atlanta hockey is they are the largest conference in uh, college hockey. And everybody that comes in new, uh, everybody says, oh, you need to go into college. You need to go into Atlanta hockey. If you're LIU, if you're uh, Robert Morris again, if you're uh, Alabama Huntsville, uh, if you're Utica, whoever it is, Atlanta hockey. No, you can't. You can't do that because you're putting unfair numbers in, into a conference. You gotta, as you so eloquently said over the past six months, Atlanta hockey needs to divide themselves into two divisions or two conferences. A, they can get another auto bid, and B, they can then, if they're worried about pairwise and worried about strength and all of that stuff, they can now have more time to play. Um, some non-conference, non-conference. yeah, which which everybody that's successful, that's where they point to. This is why we were successful because of our non-conference. NCHC teams all the time say, you know, we know that a 500 record or a little better is good in the NCHC, but we're going to make up our our points and our pairwise numbers by competing against other teams in the non-conference. And right. that's what what Atlanta has to do. But yeah, you're you're right. I mean, we go on in this uh, for eons about the uh, the competitiveness. I mean, that's just that's just crazy. I can't imagine and that even coming out of a coach's mouth. No coach that I know would ever say that they're too oh good. Oh my god! And, I just I, I I'm go, like, are you go ask kidding? Coach Powers. Uh, he takes on everything and everybody, and has since day one. Um, so he's not afraid of competitiveness and. Uh, I know David Carl, Chris Mayotte, uh, Frank Serratori, uh, Matt Chasby. Go down the list. I mean, Eric Largan, uh, certainly Rick Zombo is not going to be afraid of it. They're going to take on everybody and anybody, and uh, they realize that if you're going to be the best, you got to beat the best. But, yeah. And, so, by the way, and, and by the way, once again, 
Um, if you're a coach, would you take a player that had that mindset? I don't think so. But sometimes there's coaches' fault don't even call the players back. Oh, well, well no, we know that. that. I don't. I don't want to start that. I didn't want to start that. We, we know that, but I, that's a, that's another rant in and of itself. But the fact of the I matter know. is, the fact of the matter is, you're, if if you're a coach and a player has a certain amount of skill, that's great. But if you find out that they're that they're afraid to be, they're afraid of competition. That's why they're yeah. at whatever level they're at, and they're not. Yeah, they're not going to make it. You're, you're not. You're not giving that kid a scholarship. What are you crazy? Yeah, no, not happening. Okay, a couple things to uh, to wrap things up with. Um, we will be going early, uh, 4:30 p.m. Mountain Time, 6:30 Eastern tomorrow and Tuesday, due to the Memorial Day holiday and the potential for hockey games that I may be attending live, like the one I'll be going into in just a couple of minutes. Uh, of course, you can download it anywhere that you uh, get your uh, podcasts. Uh, we're everywhere now. We added a couple more that I, I should know, but I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, and since I'm running the board, that's really bad, but that's okay. Wait, wait, um, wait there are more platforms that, that – Yeah, we added two more. Yeah, we added two more. Uh, really? Just this last week that we were approved for. Everybody wants oh, us, Paul, because we're are, the best. Are, we're the best. Yeah, I, I, I get that. But when you get approved, doesn't it take a few weeks to get on there? Uh, well, yeah, we've been through that process. We should be on them now. Um, oh. but like I said, with the holiday and the switch over and of okay, course our updates. fiscal year starts, yeah, our fiscal year starts, uh, in July. So, uh, lots of new changes coming, including new website, uh, design and uh, a brand new pro hockey West report show, which will be debuting in the month of July. So you'll want to stay tuned for all of that. Um, other than that, I got a hockey game to watch. The sun is out. Let's hope that means a good omen for the guys in, uh, the blue, white, yellow, red, every color that is the Colorado Eagles. Take it away, my friend. Right, once again, if you uh, if you have a comment or a question about anything that we said tonight, um, even though the show will be over, you can still send it to our text line at 303-943-3772, uh, and we'll get to it. Uh, whether it's the next show or the show after that, we will get to it. So, Absolutely, um, absolutely. So, you know, keep that in mind. From the Summer Skate Studios. Let's, oh, 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 let me throw one more thing out before you do the read. I forgot about right. it. Uh, Sean, Sean Hogan, the uh, the man from College Hockey, Inc., will be joining us on nice. Tuesday night. So if you ever want to listen and get the inside scoop of what it takes to get your program to the next level, Sean Hogan is the guy to listen to. He'll be with us Tuesday night. You think we'll be able to get him to comment on what we just said? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get it. Okay. All right. <laughs> From the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed. Six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the Masks, whether you use blade or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. 
Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at the restaurant, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. For the NCHC and NCHC.TV, subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith. At our state-of-the-art campus, see us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide, it's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts, are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will say good night and uh, thank you to the Budweiser Events Center for letting us use their uh, parking lot and their internet access to uh, put on the show tonight. Uh, you. If you are a fan of AHL hockey, especially the Pacific Division, um, make sure you tune in to uh, all of our social media. Hits at uh, AHL underscore ITHSW at uh, Pro Hockey Pro Hockey West Report. And tonight, of course, following the game, Stephen Marsh and myself will have an Instagram live for the Pro Hockey West Report. We'll say goodnight, little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, and Arrow. Tell everybody a very uh, safe and uh, hopefully memorable uh, Memorial Day. Remember the reason for the day, folks. Good night, everybody. Good night.